welcome to the Inspire Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to reach higher, to go further, and to grow every day in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to encourage you today to never, ever give up, but keep moving forward in Christ. And we've been using this song by Leland Habit. What a great song this is. If you don't have it, you should get it. It's it's amazing. Thank you so much for being with us today. My name is Douglas Boyd, and the purpose of this podcast is to inspire you, to encourage the body of Christ, to uh, just lift you higher in the Lord and help your everyday life by uh, teaching and and putting out the Word of God. You know, the Word of God has the power to transform us and to change us if we receive it into our hearts and that's what we're going to be talking about today the power of the word of god and um, if you don't have our podcast please look for our podcast on your smartphone or computer it's douglas boyd inspire with douglas boyd and we would love to have you be part of our podcast family and the power of the word of god let's jump into it today why don't we let's look at luke Chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus is speaking, and he says, But he said, Yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Now, before we jump into this fully, I'd like to suggest to any of you that have not seen it or read or to read it to watch the movie about Lee Strobel, the Case for Christ. It's this incredible book. Lee was a devout atheist and he set out to prove that God did not exist and that the Bible was a lie. In doing so, Lee found Jesus Christ. And uh, I think this would help a lot of people um, just in their knowledge about the Bible, how it came together, how it was put together. And um, you now let's look at a little bit of that. The Old Testament in the Bible is the foundation and the cornerstone of Judaism. New Testament in the Bible is the foundation for Christianity. Both Testaments, of course, have the same God. And the Bible tells the story, the Bible tells the story of man and God. It shows three things. Number one, where man has been. Man was in perfect fellowship with God in the Garden of Eden. Number two, it shows where man is now. Because of Adam's fall in the Garden of Eden, mankind is lost and born into sin. Number three, it shows where man can be in Jesus Christ through the redemption that is found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at some misconceptions about the Bible. Many secularists and atheists believe that the Bible was conceived and falsely written so individuals could gain power, control, riches, and political power. Now, we, you know, several centuries back, you know, we did see some religious organizations do that. But you have to understand also that the Bible was not written at once. It was written over several thousand years by individual writers as the Holy Spirit moved on them. Also, if you think it was only written to give certain people political power, religious power, 
I want you to think about something. Nearly all of the writers were severely persecuted. They gained nothing from what they did but persecution, beatings, imprisonments, and at times they were killed as martyrs. And when you look at the New Testament writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, Peter, James, John, Jude, uh, they were all severely persecuted. Most of them were killed for their faith. So we see that none of the prophets or the New Testament writers gained materially from writing what they did. None of them received popularity, monetary gain, big churches, political gain. Now, if you doubt the authenticity of the Bible, consider this. The Bible has over 40 writers within it, writing over several thousand years, and yet they all pointed to one man, the Messiah who was to come. These men over this huge span of time all wrote prophecy after prophecy that one man, the Messiah, was to fulfill. The odds that they would write these prophecies and that one man would fulfill it all are millions upon millions to one. It's almost a mathematical impossibility, yet Jesus fulfilled what the prophets said. The Bible has changed my life. And I believe that this book, the Bible, is God speaking to us. I believe that this book can touch, it can change, it can mold your life. It can touch and change your family for the better. It can touch and change your future and give you hope. I believe the Bible. I believe it is the Word of God. And I believe in the power of the Word of God. That's what we're talking about today. The power of the Word of God. Let's look at a few points about the Word of God today. And I hope you'll take notes and uh, look all of this up. Study it for yourself. Number one today. The Bible, the Word of God, is God-breathed. What does that mean? Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. I'm using the New King, New King James Version today. Paul said, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Verse 15. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now where it says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, in the Greek it literally reads all scripture is God breathed. So the Holy Spirit would divinely breathe upon the prophets the Holy Spirit would move on them and speak through them. Now, the Apostle Peter, Simon Peter, he mentions this in his epistle. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 and verses 11. This is a fascinating scripture. And um, it also tells us who the person of the Holy Spirit is. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10. Of this salvation... The prophets have inquired and searched carefully, 
who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. Verse 11. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. So Peter says that the Spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, would breathe on, would move on the Old Testament prophets and speak to them about what was going to happen to the Messiah, how he would be beaten, how he would give his life for us, and how he would heal us and save us. Fascinating, isn't it? I, I find it fascinating. I think it's incredible. So number two today, number two, if you will pray and have an open heart as you study, the Word of God will touch, discern the thoughts and intents of your heart, and give you direction. If you'll pray and have an open heart as you study, the Word of God will give your heart direction. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That, my friends, is a miracle. The fact that the Word of God can get right into your thoughts and your hearts, knowing your thoughts and your heart's intents, and give you direction. That's amazing. Let's read that same verse, Hebrews 4 and 12, from the Amplified Version. For the Word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and the spirit, the completeness of a person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of our heart. Man, that's an incredible verse of Scripture. When you study and pray over the Word of God with a clean and sincere heart, it will speak to you, it will guide you, and it will give you direction in the love of God and challenge you to be more like Jesus. God's Word is literally food for your soul. 1 Peter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Look at that. Peter describes the word of God as milk. Folks, this book, the Holy Bible, is nutrition for your soul. This book is like vitamins for your spirit. Number three today. The word of God is your spiritual weapon. The Word of God is your spiritual weapon. When Paul taught on the full armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, he mentioned the sword of the Spirit. Ephesians 6 and 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. What is a sword used for in battle? It's used to cut down your enemy. It's used to vanquish your enemy. Jesus showed us how to use the sword of the Spirit when he was tempted in the wilderness. Jesus had been doing that incredibly long fast. Satan comes against him. 
And over and over and over, he told Satan, It is written. And every time he quoted the word of God, It is written, Satan was buffeted and pushed back. Every temptation that was thrown at Jesus, he answered it with the sword, the word of God. But here is the thing. How can you use the sword of the Spirit in battle if you've never read or studied the Bible? You've got to read and you've got to study the Bible. Rightly divided. Don't, you know, let me ask a question. I was going to say something else, but let me ask a question. How many times did you open the Bible and read and study it last week? Studies have shown that most Christians very seldom ever actually study the Bible. Notice this verse. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. This is God talking. He says, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So knowing this, that when God's word is spoken, it will not return void, it will not return empty, but will accomplish what God pleases and it will prosper and make well what it touches, then what should be coming out of our mouths? The word of God, the bread of life. When we read the word of God, it is the bread of life. Number four today. The power of the Word of God. Number four, Jesus is the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. Is that how you view Him? Do you see Him as the Word of God? John chapter 1, starting in verse 1, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. I'm, excuse me. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Verse 4, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. And then verse 17 says, for the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. He is the visible manifestation of the Father in a bodily form. As Paul put it, He is God, 1 Timothy 3 and 16. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. The one who is, who was, and who is to come. The Almighty when you look at Jesus, you are seeing the one that spoke this universe into existence and created the heavens and the earth. When you see Jesus, you are seeing the very one who spoke and breathed upon the holy prophets of old and gave them the words to write down for a future time. When you see Jesus, you see the very image and essence of God manifest in the flesh. When you see Jesus, you see the love of God personified. When you see Jesus, you see God's plan of salvation and deliverance 
redemption, healing. You see it all in Jesus. He is the Word of God. When you see Jesus, you see the Word of God alive and you see it breathing. Isn't that incredible? This has been a little bit shorter study for us today, but man, I think you'll get a lot out of this, especially if you'll take notes. Look these verses of Scripture up. The Word of God has the power to change your life. It has the power to change your situation. The Word of God has the power to change your family. The Word of God has the power to transform the way you think. Oh, my friends, I'm telling you, you need the Word of God down on the inside of you. Let's pray today. Father, I praise you. I thank you for your Word today. I give you praise. Lord, I just ask that this Word would get down in our hearts and in our spirits, that you would change us by your mighty power, by your mighty Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. We sure do appreciate it. And if you have not subscribed to us, please do so. It's Inspire with Douglas Boyd. We want you to be part of our podcast family. And until next time, may you grow in the Lord Jesus Christ and may God's greatest and best be yours.